Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. Hold your Bible or hold your smartphone or (laughs) your device. Lord, we thank you for the power and the authority of your word. We believe your word. We treasure your word. We hide your word away in our heart, Lord, that we will not sin against you, God. We treasure, we tremble at your word. We tremble at your word, oh God. Your word is the lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, oh God. Lord, your word is the burning torch that will take us through this night hour. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for the anointing of the Spirit that is here resting on us in this house tonight. I thank you for the anointing that's flowing through the campus on our toddlers, God, in the nurseries, in children's church right now, right here in the family room. Lord, let your word have its run. Let it run free, freely and have full course in us tonight. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is alive. It is quick. It is active. It will pierce through tonight between the bone and the marrow, the soul and the spirit. It will judge accurately between even our very thoughts or our imaginations. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you release truth. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you dispel every wicked lie that is keeping us Bound in any area, Lord, you bring freedom tonight. Your anointing destroys the yoke of bondage. Amen. Amen. I'm in Ephesians 6 tonight. Are you there? Thank you, Lord. Ephesians 6. Now, I imagine when I read these words from the Apostle Paul, I imagine this level of revelation coming to him like fire. I I do not, (laughs) I, I imagine it's like fire in Paul's bones when he is having this scribed out. It's like a fire in his bones. He's not saying in verse 10, he He's not saying in verse 10, uh, finally, uh, brothers, be strong. Hey, be strong. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. He's saying, finally, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. When he says be strong, he's saying over us, read between the lines, you you will not be weak. Don't be weak in this hour. Be strengthened in the Lord. Gird yourself up. Be strong. Be alert. Be attentive. Do not be intimidated. Do not be weak. Do not be backed up into any level of intimidation into a corner. Be strong in your God. I'm going to preach tonight, whether you're here or not. Come on. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That you may be able to stand. Say stand tonight. And it's worth repeating. I've said this before. We've got a lot of people bowing down in this hour. 
We've got a lot of people bowing down to everything, cowering down, bowing down to everything. I saw this foul video of a woman bowing down and kissing the feet of these men in a city. It was, it was so gross, it was vile. The spirit of this age is so gross. But we have a lot of people bowing down in this hour. And you know what that is? It's, it's the spirit of being a compromiser and being a conformist. God's not called you to be some compromiser. He's not calling you to be a conformist. He's calling you to come out from the world and out from the spirit or the grip or the vice of this age. We need some Shadrachs, Meshachs, and Abednegoes in this hour that are going to be willing to stand, stand. So many people are bowing down. We need Christians that will stand fierce, stand bold, stand strong. Are you with me? Know what they believe. That's you. That's you. That's me. He says, we do not, we do not, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you will be able to withstand the evil day, having done all to stand, read the next two words, stand therefore. Listen, there are going to be days in your life. There are going to be days you live long enough and you've already lived long enough. I can tell in this crowd. You've already lived long enough to understand when you've done all you can do to stand, you've got to just stand your ground. There's, there's going to be days where you're going to feel like, I don't even know what else to do. I don't even know what's going to take me over the top. When you just stand in your faith and you don't back down. You be unwavering, unquenchable in your faith and you stand girded up in the Lord. Come on, I'm here to strengthen you and encourage you tonight. Come on, church. Stand, therefore, having gird your waist with truth. Say truth. Gird your waist with truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Hallelujah. Folks, remember, you have been made righteous. I'm here as a messenger to remind you, you are not your old man. You have put off the old man. You are the new man. Come on. You are the new man. You are the new woman in Christ. You are not your old life. You are not your past sins. You are not who you used to be. You are a new man of God. You've been washed in blood, the blood of a precious holy lamb. You can stand righteous before the throne of God without shame, without condemnation. Woohoo! That's about all I got. I'm done. I'm kidding. The breastplate of righteousness. <laughs> Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, shout it out, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you are able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take up the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, 
which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Don't you love that? Pray in the spirit. Encourage yourself. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Be watchful. Watch and pray. That's what he's saying. Paul is saying, watch and pray. Pray and watch. Watch and pray. You are a watchman. Remember that. You are a watchman. Be watchful to this end with, here's that big P word. That's perseverance. Wow. The P word. (laughs) Perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, this is Paul, and for me, that the utterance may be given to me Listen to what he asks. He says, I want you to pray for me because I want to open my mouth boldly. When you pray for Brian, I want you to pray that I stand and I persevere. And when I open my, out, my mouth, I open my mouth. When I pray over you, when I pray over this church, I pray that you're persevering. I pray that you endure. I pray that you are steadfast, immovable, unshakable, uncorruptible. And when you open your mouth, you are able to open your mouth boldly. Come on, we're just reading scripture and this is good. Come on. To make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Wow. That I may speak boldly as I ought. If you're taking notes tonight, if you're not taking notes tonight, start taking some notes. I want you to understand tonight we are in a real epic warfare for the very soul and the prophetic destiny of America. We are in a real war. You have to understand. you got to understand we're in a real war. It's the season that we're in. And it's for the very soul of the nation. It's for the very prophetic destiny of this country. There, there is a warfare going on for the minds of this generation and the minds of the emerging generation. And the God of this world who Paul writes and tells us who is Satan himself, he is out to deceive the masses. you got to be alert in this hour. You don't even want to be part of the church that's being duped in this hour. Are you hearing the Lord tonight? There is an unprecedented evil in this hour, but do not lose hope. Don't you dare lose your hope. Don't you dare lose your faith. Understand, we're in a real war. This war is not going away anytime soon. That is why we must persevere. We are in an epic warfare, and we've got to learn how to rule in the midst of our enemies in this hour. We've got to learn the secret of ruling in the midst of our enemies. Remember where we were last week in Psalms 23, that the Lord has paid the ultimate cost to build a table for you to come and sit down with him and let him minister 
to the depths of your soul and your spirit so that you are able to stand in this evil day. I want to say tonight, contrary to what most people believe, God is in the details. The devil's not in my details. Everybody says the devil's in the details. Make a brand new confession. God's in your details. Say it. And God is also in the details of what is happening in America. He's in the details. And what what we are looking at in virtual reality right now looks extremely bleak. And the enemy is hoping that he will renew your mind with what he's preaching. Don't you let him do it. Don't you let him do it. Don't you lose your hope and don't you lose your faith. God is in the details, and we're going to see the strong right arm of God revealed in the sons and daughters of God. And this hour, you watch. God is going to come on the scene through his sons and daughters in this hour that will prophesy. That will prophesy. That will stand against the works of the devil. That will do great and mighty exploits in this hour. That will do mighty, mighty exploits in this hour. I'm telling you what, Jesus was manifested in the earth that he might destroy the works of the devil. And I've got a prophetic word for you. You have been manifested in this world so that you would continue to destroy and push back the works of darkness. It's time for us to start manifesting. (laughs) it's time for us to start manifesting Paul says the whole world is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God so that even creation itself would be delivered out of its corruption into the glorious liberty of the sons and daughters of God I'm quoting scripture that's Romans 8 are you with me tonight My God, I'm telling you, I feel such an anointing in here. There's power in here. There's power in here. There's authority in here. It's from the Lord. It's the Lord's and it's ours. He shared it with us. He shared his glory with you. He shared his power. He gave you the authority. He gave you his name. He gave you his name. He gave you his name. He gave you his authority. He gave you the anointing. I've just returned from Washington, D.C. Sorry, my voice keeps cracking. (laughs) I sang it out. Either that or I'm just finally going through puberty. (laughs) I shouted it out. I sang it out. And now I'm trying to preach. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. I've just returned home from Washington, D.C. Do me a favor. Will you just shut those blinds over there? Just turn those blinds because it's, it's killing some folks here. I don't want our elders to melt. <laughs> They're looking at me like, there's something strange about Brian tonight. No. I've just returned from Washington. Thank you, Cody. That's perfect. Good job, buddy. I've just returned from Washington. I was there for two and a half days. 
And I am, I am not going, I am not, make sure you hear the word not, I'm not going to go into the details of the filth that I've seen there. I'm just not. Some of you got on my Facebook and you, you loved the pictures that I put up there of the, the Washington Monument and of the Lincoln Monument. You loved those. I want to tell you, that was the most beautiful moment I had in Washington, D.C. because the rest of it was utter filth. It's a weird thing when you go into our nation's capital and it don't even feel like America. The litter, the filth, the pentagrams painted all over the city by all the witches and warlocks that have come in to march tomorrow in the Luciferian parade and to march in Luciferian parades to declare the new world order in major cities. The closest one happening to us is in Jacksonville, Florida tomorrow. That's why we pray the way we pray around here. That's why we pray the way we pray around here. That's why we worship the way that we worship. I'm telling you, we got to understand something, folks. We're in an epic war. We, this is a time. We, we are moving into our Mount Carmel moment. We are moving into, we are ascending into the Mount Carmel divine confrontation moment against the forces of evil and darkness. They're not even hiding anymore, folks, in the shadows. The vampires are coming out in the day. And I saw them. I saw them. I want to say again, the most beautiful moment was when I snapped those photographs that you loved. I told my wife, I said, you know, honey, I took tons of photographs of the city, but if I would have posted them, it would have sank your battleship. If I would have posted everything, you would have wanted to go and vomit. You cannot believe the atmosphere. The atmosphere in Washington, D.C. right now is an abomination and gross. And I'm telling you, heaven is weeping. I'm weeping. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why in the world did you call me here right now? He said, because I had to break your heart again afresh for this nation. I had to break your heart again afresh for this nation. I refuse to surrender my faith in this hour. I refuse to surrender my hope. I will not retreat. God is calling us into a battle that we're called to win. We're called to win. You're called to win. You're called to triumph and you're called to victory because you're a son and daughter of God. I'm believing that we are in the hour where we 
will make an open spectacle of the forces of darkness in this hour. When Paul wrote in Colossians 2, and he talked about Jesus ascending after the cross, he said that he made an open spectacle of all those principalities, powers, rulers, thrones, and he stripped them of all of their authority, making an open spectacle of them, triumphing over them in the cross. That's my Jesus. That's my Jesus. That's my Jesus. That's our Jesus. Not some silly-looking Brad Pitt Jesus floating around in a white nighty blessing people. I'm talking about the powerful, victorious, powerful Jesus who holds all authority. He holds all authority. I want you to listen to what God spoke over his son in Hebrews chapter 1. Go there with me, Hebrews 1. Now, tonight like this, I'm not trimming tonight. I'm going to preach this all the way through. I promise to be done by midnight. You're welcome. Hebrews 1, verse 1. God at various times and in various ways, he spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets. You all understand that? Through the patriarchs of our father, starting with our father, Abraham, the father of our faith, and beginning to emerge the mighty holy prophets of God that were moved on by the Holy Spirit. That's how God spoke at various times in the past. We all understand that. And he spoke by his prophets and has in the last days spoken to us. Now, how does God speak? He speaks by his son. You see that? Whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. What does that sound like? Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I'm a perfect representation of what the Father is in all of his fullness. You get that? He goes on, upholding all things by the power of his word. Remember, that's who Jesus is. He upholds all things by the power of his word. My God. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels as he as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Verse 5. For to which the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. You know what that is? Paul is quoting Psalm 110 right there. Verse 6. But he again brings, but when he, excuse me, but when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. Let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, this is God speaking of his angels, who makes his angels 
spirits and his ministers flames of fire. But to the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. Read it with me. A scepter of your righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Now notice, this is the declaration. I believe that, and, and it's, you know, many people speculate concerning the book of Hebrews. Some believe that the Apostle Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. I subscribe to that. Some believe Aquila or Priscilla wrote the book of Hebrews, who was also under studies of the Apostle Paul. But I believe the Apostle Paul wrote it. But I want you to notice how the Holy Spirit worded this. As Paul wrote it, he said, A scepter of righteousness. I'm in verse 8. Let's read the first part. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is a scepter of your kingdom. I'm going to talk about the scepter in a minute. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. And because of it, God anointed Jesus supremely above all. You see that? you got to grab hold of this, and I know that some of this is a review. Notice the two things that are so important. Jesus loved righteousness, but he also, don't be afraid of the H word right now, he hated lawlessness. He didn't tolerate lawlessness. He didn't go along to get along with lawlessness. Jesus hated lawlessness. Now, scepter. Write it down tonight. Scepter. A scepter is an instrument of ruling, not warfare. you got to see the difference. A scepter is an instrument of ruling, not warfare. A sword is what? An instrument of warfare. But a scepter is an instrument of ruling. It's an instrument of authority. You all see that? This is powerful for us because Jesus has given us all authority. Listen to this. This is Matthew 28, verse 18. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. And Jesus came and he spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What has to happen in this hour, folks, is that the church, our mind is renewed, that Jesus truly holds all authority. Because in the midst of a storm like this, you can get caught up in the land of confusion. You get in an epic storm. Guys, we're in a class 5 hurricane. And no one's escaping it. And no one's exempt of this storm. No one's able to just bail out of the storm. We're in a class 5 hurricane. And it's barreling down. But you have to understand that in the storm that we are going into, it's just like Jesus saying, get into the boat and go to the other side. 
And they went to the other side. Come on. They went to the other side. We're going to have to learn how to rule with authority with the scepter of righteousness. you got to grab a hold of this tonight. The Lord has given you a scepter of righteousness. And it's for you to rule over your enemies at this hour. That's why we pray the way we pray. We are, we are not hoping and praying. We're not, get up here, we're not up here wishful thinking. We're just hoping and praying. We're wishing. Well, we hope that God's doing something. We hope that God will do something. We hope it's even God's will to do something. No, we pray according to the will of the Lord, knowing that what we pray, we will have what we pray when we say it, because we are praying according to His will, knowing that we are executing the authority and the scepter that Jesus has given us over all the works of the devil. Don't miss this tonight. This is a big point. Please write it down. Please write it down. If you're not taking notes, please write it down. Biblically speaking, in the last days, lawlessness is connected to a great falling away. Write it down. Lawlessness is connected to a great falling away in the last days because spiritual blindness comes upon them. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, go there quickly, or take your time. I'm kind of taking my time. 2 Thessalonians 2, write it down again. Lawlessness is connected to a great falling away. This is very important, folks. We have to understand the mystery of lawlessness working in this hour. We've got to see it. We've got to actually be able to discern what is really going on before us. Folks, we are not, we are not moving into the last days. We are in the last hours of the last days. We are the generation that is going to see the most epic unfolding of biblical prophecy leading to the greatest crescendo of the Lord Jesus Christ returning himself. The king is coming. Folks, the king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. He is coming just as he promised. He's coming. He's coming. And let the scoffers mock. Let the scoffers mock. He's coming. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Second Thessalonians 2. Come on, you mighty champions. Are you in the house tonight? Come on. Let's go the distance tonight. Let's go the distance. Let's run hard in this message. Are you with me online back there? I can't hear any of you. Yeah, okay. We're believing by faith that you're there. So, Second Thessalonians 2, verse 1. Let no one deceive you by any means. For that day... For that day 
will not come unless the falling away comes first. Now that day, I want to I explain, that day is the second coming of Jesus to the earth. You have to understand that. And how I know that is because the Bible answers the Bible. You keep reading the next verses and you understand exactly what Paul is writing about. This is very good. When you study Bible prophecy, when you study end times, write it down tonight. Let the Bible answer the Bible. This is so important. Let the Bible answer the Bible. Okay? So here we go. Now, he said that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And I just answered for you, what is that day? It's the second coming of Jesus to planet earth. Now, how we know that? Read the rest. You ready? And the man of sin is revealed. The son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself. Isn't that just what Satan always does? He exalts himself. It's what he's doing in our nation right now. He's exalting himself. He's such a sickening loser. He's exalting himself above all that is called God and all that is worship so that he sits as God in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. Now, what in the world is Paul talking about? He's talking exactly what Jesus talked about in Matthew 24. Take some notes. Matthew 24, verse 15 Listen to this, Matthew 24, verse 15. Jesus is speaking about the great tribulation. The great, say the great. The tribulation is a seven-year period. Now, how do we know that? Because it is the 70th week of Daniel that is unveiled. The 70th week of Daniel that is yet to be revealed is a seven-year time period. But the great tribulation is the last three and a half years of those seven. Are you with me tonight? So Jesus, talking concerning the great tribulation, he says this in verse 15. He says, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, remember, watch this, whoever reads, let him understand. What's he talking about? What is Jesus talking about when you see the abomination of desolation? When you see, remember what the prophet Daniel spoke, when you see him standing in the holy place, what is he talking about? I'm going to give you the verses right now. Put them in your notes. Daniel 7, 29. Daniel 11, verse 31. Daniel 12, verse 11. He's talking about, hear this clear, Daniel 9, 27. 11.31, Daniel 12.11. Guys, there is soon to be a new Jewish temple built on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Now, we've been there. Our feet have walked on that ground, that sacred holy ground that has been desecrated where there is a Muslim mosque sitting there right now mocking God. But God not, will not be mocked. Oh, you know what? God is very patient and very forbearing. Oh, yeah. 
All of his word is going to come to pass. Man is doing their worst in defiance, in defiance unto God. Your word will not come to pass. Jesus said heaven and earth will pass away. But every word of God, it will live eternally. It will never pass away. There is a third temple that's going to be erected very soon when we enter into this tribulation time. Are you with me? And so the Apostle Paul says this. Watch this. I'm going to go back. He says there's going to be a falling away because then the man of sin is going to be revealed. He's the son of perdition who exalts, opposes. He, he opposes and exalts himself above. And, and just so you know, I'm back in 2 Thessalonians 2. He exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he will sit in the temple of God showing himself to be God. What's going to happen? Jesus is telling them, when the man of sin, who is the man of sin? Who is the man of perdition? He is literally the embodiment of the Antichrist who is filled with Satan himself who will sit in the temple, the new built temple on the temple mount declaring he is God. And in that moment, do you know what the book of Revelation says? The book of Revelation says when he declares himself to be the God of this world, suddenly the great tribulation begins to break out. And guess what happens? The bowls, the bowls that are in heaven that are the prayers of the saints. The judgments begin to be poured out. The wrath, the wrath of Almighty God begins to crash into the earth. God hasn't appointed us to wrath, not his wrath. He's appointed us unto his salvation, not his wrath. He's appointed us to salvation. Now, I'm going to keep reading. And some of you are dialing in your eschatology right now. Verse 5, stay with me tonight. Stay with me tonight. Are you with me? Verse 5, do you not remember when I was still with you? I told you these things. Now, who's writing this? The Apostle Paul. And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery, what is the mystery? Here's another word for it, the secret power. In the New Living Translation, it says, for the secret power of lawlessness is already at work. The mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing what's happening throughout the entire world, throughout the entirety of our nation right now? It's the mystery of lawlessness. It's insanity. Now only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. This is such a mysterious, coded coded message here that Paul is giving. He says, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he, he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. You have to answer, who is he? Who is he? I believe he is the church. Because in this hour, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the church is the one holding back evil at its full power and full desire upon the nations of the earth. But when he is taken out of the way, meaning the church, watch this. 
And then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. That, listen to me, that verse that I just read to you proves that that is about the second coming of Jesus to the earth. That when Jesus comes, he will deal with the wicked one. You better believe, brother, Satan is going to burn forever in the lake of fire. Man, you guys should be exploding like a volcano over that. Aren't you sick of the devil working you over, working your family over, lying from you, all the deceit, all the things that you've been through? He's going to burn forever. Revelation 20. Revelation 20 and 10. He's going to burn forever. I'm excited about that. He's got it coming. He's going to pay. He's got it coming. He's going to pay. Now watch this. I'm going to read verse 8 over you again. The reason, listen, I wanted to set this up because you you have to know Paul's talking about that day. That day means the second coming of Jesus to the earth. I'm not talking about the rapture of the church. I'm talking about the second coming of Jesus to the earth when he deals with the devil. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, verse 9, with all power. Signs, lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. How is this happening? How is it happening? Because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Remember, the great falling away is attached to lawlessness. Write it down. Lawlessness is connected to the great falling away. How is it happening? They did not love the truth that they might be saved. They deserted the truth. John chapter 3, the apostle writes it like this. John chapter 3, verses 19 and tw- through 21. And this is the condemnation. Is it behind me? And let's read it together. And this is the condemnation. That the light has come into the world. And men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were. Verse 20. For everyone practices, practicing evil hates the light and does not come into the light lest his deeds should be exposed. 21. But he who does the truth comes to the light. That his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. What is the condemnation? The condemnation is already at work. The mystery of this is already at work. The light of the world came into the world, but men loved darkness and denied Jesus. And that is why God is perfectly just. He is perfectly just. And those who rejected Jesus as Lord, Savior, King, Lamb of God, Son of God, Son of Man, Son of Abraham, Son of David, they will spend eternity away from God. Because they love darkness rather than coming into the light. Why? Because they didn't want their evil deeds to be exposed. It's sobering. 2 Corinthians 4.4. We're going to keep going. 
The Apostle Paul writes about the devil. The devil. And he says this. He says, the devil is the God of this age who's blinding minds. He blinds minds who do not believe. Just catch that. When you don't believe, you can be duped. When you don't believe, you can be deceived. Paul calls him the God of this world who do not believe. Lest the light of the glory, the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. I want to give you a very clear warning tonight. Y'all still with me? I need you with me all the way through tonight. I need you with me. Here's a very clear warning tonight. There is a severe spiritual blindness in America in this hour. And there is, unfortunately, a huge falling away in this hour. I call it sympathy for the devil. And what do I mean by that? Sympathy for the devil. You look at the hellstorm right now in our streets. Look at the absolute raging hellstorm in our streets right now. It is sickening. It is a stubborn and rebellious generation. Now hang on to your seats. Because if this rubs you the wrong way, then you need rubbed. My heart is broken for this nation. My heart is broken for America. My heart is also broken for the church. And I'm talking, I'm not just talking about Victory Church of His Presence. I'm talking about the church that we see in America. My heart is so broken for the church. Ignorance is not bliss. Write it down. Ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is highly dangerous. Do you know it's always what you don't know that comes back to bite you? That's why you got to be well informed and taught by the Holy Spirit. It's always, it's not what you know or what you thought you know. It's what you didn't know that comes back to bite you, right? And if you say you know when you don't know, you could get to the place where you never know. Ignorance in this country and foolishness is happening in the church by the church partnering, partnering with the spirit of lawlessness right now. Everybody awake. Everybody looking right here. There is a portion of the church blindly partnering with the spirit of lawlessness that is raging in this hour. And there is going to be a dire consequence because of it. This is sobering. This movement that we see right now in our country, it's not even a movement of reconciliation. Hear me tonight as a messenger of the Lord. It's not a movement of reconciliation. It is a wrecking ball for domination. It is a filthy, evil wrecking ball for domination. 
I want to tell you what else it is. It's a movement that desires to prepare the way for our nation to be collapsed into the new world order. You've got to understand what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. You've got to understand. We've got to understand. We've got to stand at attention and be able to really accurately judge. This movement is trying to bring this country into the new world order. They're trying to collapse our sovereignty from within. It's the spirit of Antichrist. Hear me tonight. I'm your friend. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. It's the spirit of Antichrist. I call it sympathy for the devil. You know, you know what I'm amazed at right now? I'm amazed that we are falling into cultural trends. Cultural trends. Let me give you, let me give you a cultural trend. Cultural trend right now, the church is following, falling into. You will always find me. If I'm your leader, whatever I am to you, if I'm your brand new friend, if I'm your friend, if I'm your pastor, if I'm your shepherd, whatever you call Brian, you will always, always, always find me honoring, loving, celebrating black lives. Always. Always. I love African American people. My family was bound by the abomination of prejudiced spirit. I've told many of you already, some of you are visiting tonight, but within my own family was the diabolical KKK. In my own family line in our history, and I mean deep demonic roots. But when the Holy Spirit came into my family, he took his axe to the root of that perversion and that wicked spirit, and he just tore it out. He delivered us. You will always, 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 always find me honoring, loving African-American people, but you will never find me embracing, marching, and endorsing Black Lives Matter. Never. Now, we have to have an understanding. Why? Why would I take that stance? Am I just trying to be provocative? Am I just trying to be controversial? No. You have to have an understanding. This movement is a movement about identity politics. It is pro-abortion. Hear this tonight. It is pro- you, you read their charter. They are pro-abortion. They are anti-Israel. They do not want Israel to exist on the map. They promote strongly the LGBTQ community. They promote lawlessness. They desire the banishing of police and prisons. They're anti-capitalist. You think for a moment that you're ever going to see your pastor walking the streets in that movement. you got another thing coming. you got another thing coming. Don't you be duped. I am amazed how little educated people are. They, they're getting suckered and duped into a movement they know nothing about. Ignorance is not bliss. And the reason that we're so easily duped, 
You want to know the real reason? Is because we forsook the Holy Spirit. We bought into a lie that we could do church without the Holy Spirit. We were embarrassed of the Holy Spirit. Y'all still with me tonight? Are you still breathing? We, what has happened at large over the last three, three and a half decades, all these churches that sprang up all over, they were feeding everybody nice Kool-Aid, cotton candy, weren't preaching a real word. You know why? They wanted to do a system by not embracing the Holy Spirit. You know why? They were ashamed of the movements of the Holy Spirit. So they threw it out. Don't you speak in tongues. Don't you sing in tongues from the platform. Don't you do that. You're going to scare people. You're going to make people nervous. We build a system in this country that the wrecking ball of God is demolishing right now. God's tearing it all down. It's the biggest bunch of garbage. It's the biggest bunch. It's an embarrassing bunch of garbage. But God's raising up a power firebrand house of his ecclesia. Jesus said, Jesus said, I'll build my church. You want to go do that stuff? You go ahead and have fun doing it. I'm going to build my church. Jesus says, I'm the builder. I'm the builder of my church, and the gates of hell won't prevail against the church I build. And do you, do you, do you understand all of these safe churches that we built? Do you know what they're producing? You know what kind of fruit is coming out of them? Look at the fruit. They're a bunch of compromisers. They're a bunch of conformists. They're a bunch of protesters. That's who's marching with them. People that are stupid, not educated, Left the Holy Spirit and out there being totally duped. I'm telling you what, this preaching, people will get this message. They think that they think this, this guy down in Florida with the hair, he's lost his brains. I'm telling you what, heaven backs this guy. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. I know who I have believed in, and I am fully persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed against him that day. I know what I'm talking about. You're not looking at some greenhorn preacher. I know the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can't be duped. The Holy Spirit can't be lied to. You can't fool the Holy Spirit. That's right, brother. You can't fool the Holy Spirit. You know what paved the way for all of this? A bunch of careless, feel-good preachers. They paved the way for this hour with their cheap grace message. Their silly, stupid, cheap grace message has every, all these believers folding into the spirit of this age. You know what it is? I asked the Lord, what is it? I know what it is. It's sympathy for the devil. Sympathy for the devil. You know how much universalism has crept into the church? We got universalist churches all over this region right now. You know what universalism 
really means. I'm just going to take you, I'll, I'll sandwich it and put it to you. Let me package it to you. It means this at its core. All things came forth from God. All things will come back and return to God in total redemption, including all the fallen angels, Satan himself, Everybody who has ever lived, uh, post-mortardom, they will confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and no one will go to hell. There's no hell. You don't need to fear hell. That's universalism. Thank you, Jim. That's a lie. That's a lie. But look at this generation who's eating it up like cotton candy. It's great. Great deal. You tell me why in the world that Jesus had to come and bear the most brutal, horrific cross in the city of Jerusalem. The Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world had to take nails through his body then. Are you kidding me? And I wonder how, how else we're going to be duped this hour. We've got all these Christians out there just part of the protest. Part of the protest. What are we going to do? Start marching with all the LGBTQ now? We had a pastor in this city start doing that. His church has imploded. He was out running, going to all the LGBT community parades and all of that. I went right to him and sat and looked him right in the eye. I opened my Bible. He didn't have a leg to stand on. Doesn't even know what he believes. Pastors marching out with trans, lesbians, homosexuals. Hey, because God is a God of love. Do you understand? We're dealing with a mega deception in this hour. Don't you be duped. Don't you be part of a great falling away. Listen. Listen, I'm telling you, this kind of preaching will save your life. It will save your soul. It will save your life. It will save you. It will save you. The Word of God will save you. The salvation of the Word of God will save you, keep you, preserve you. There is a real hell, ladies and gentlemen. And this generation needs to wake up to this message God is not an indifferent bystander. His word will remain forever. And for those of you that are visiting, if you've never been around preaching like this or anything, listen, you're in a safe place. You're in the right place. You're in the right place. You're in a safe place. The only safe place to be is in the heart of the Father. Listen to this. Wisdom cries aloud in the streets. Wisdom cries aloud in the streets. Somebody wrote me today on my Facebook, what's with all this wisdom cries aloud in the streets? What's your problem with people out being protesting? They were Christian. I'm like, well, learn your Bible. Why don't you read your Bible? How about you read your Bible with the Holy Spirit present? Wisdom cries loud in the street. What's your stupid poetry? Read your Bible. It's Proverbs. It's like a full-time job having to deal with all of the craziness of people's what's in people's heads. And you know what's wild? It's the heads of people sitting in churches. 
It is unbelievable, isn't it? It's unbelievable. And you know what it is? Oh, Jesus, help me now. We are witnessing the fruit of a generation whose Bibles are closed. We are witnessing the fruit of a generation whose Bibles are closed, but their minds are wide open to the God of this world, and they are so easily deceived. They didn't hide God's word away in their heart. They didn't take God's word seriously. They were embarrassed of the Holy Spirit. This is such a strong word. Here's the thing. I would be preaching like this if I was in a stadium of 10,000 tonight. This is exactly how I would preach. You deserve me to preach to you like that. Because you matter. You matter. Here's the word of the Lord, Hosea 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. Write it in your notes. Hosea 4, 6. Tattoo it across yourself. Do something with it. Come on, get it. My people, they're destroyed. They're destroyed. It means ignorance is not bliss, people. Amen? My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Psalm verse 11, or ver, uh, chapter 11, verse 3. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundations are destroyed, what can the foundations do? Do you understand why they're tearing down? Why they're tearing down our history? Why? Are they tearing down our heroes? Why are they tearing down our founders? Why are they taking George Washington down, pulling him down, and lighting him on fire? Because if you destroy the foundations, what can the righteous do? You gotta understand, folks, we're in a, we're in an epic war. We're in an epic. You better be standing at attention in your spirit. We're in an epic war. It's gonna take major perseverance and endurance. But remember this: our king is coming. Our king is coming. And he's gonna deal with the devil. I'm about to close. I want you to go to Proverbs 1. I've got just a few more things. Proverbs 1. Please go there in your Bibles. I know this is such a strong word. Are we good online? Are we still flowing back there? Are people watching? Are people cussing at you online on there? People mad? Ha ha. Good. Let them get mad, but let them get educated. Let them get smart. Let them get, let them get clued in to what God says. Don't you be afraid of people getting mad at you. Don't lose sleep over it. Somebody tax you, don't lose sleep over that. It's called a delete button. It's called a block button. I love it. It's awesome. Delete. You don't have time to argue with a bunch of nonsense. It's like a full-time job having to keep up with this. Again, it's, it's the crazy nonsense of the minds that's sitting in churches. 
And when people hear this, they say that is so condescending. No, it's just telling you the truth. It's telling you the truth. If Jesus said the same things, it would be amazing. It would try to string him up and crucify him again. Verse 20, are you there? Here it is. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. It means she, she raises her voice in the streets. She cries out in the chief concourses at the opening of the gates of the city. She speaks her words. Listen to what wisdom says. You ready? Verse 22. How long will you simple ones, will you love your simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke, surely. I will pour out my spirit on you, and I will make my words known to you. Because I have called, and you refuse. I've stretched out my hand, and no one regarded just imagine that. The Holy Spirit is stretching out his hands all day long to gather us. Like Jesus said, he looked over Jerusalem and what did he do? It says he wept. He wept. Why? Because he wanted to gather them in like little chicks because they were missing the hour of their visitation. Look at what it says. Wisdom says, I cried out to you. I stretched out my hands, but no one regarded me. Because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke, I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. I will, I will mock when your terror comes. When your terror comes like a storm, and your destruction comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish comes upon you, then they will call to me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Before we read the rest, doesn't that sound very eerily it's the same in the New Testament in John chapter 3 that we read and 2 Thessalonians chapter 2? Let the word answer the word. Let the Bible answer the Bible. Folks, God ain't playing around. God is not playing games, folks. He's not to be trifled with. God is beautiful. God is awesome. But God is holy and God is just. It's amazing that all of our leaders that feared God, they're trying to tear down their statues. They forget all the godliness and the goodness that they did do. They were imperfect people, just like you and me. They were imperfect people, flawed people, just like you and me. But they were mighty warriors. They were mighty leaders that framed and blessed this nation and honored God. Did you know that George Washington made a covenant with God? Did you know that George Washington made a covenant with God? The day that he took the oath, the oath of office in New York City, which was our original first capital before it became Washington, D.C., and he bowed his knee, Washington, D.C., he took the oath of office and he 
wrote something unto the Lord that said, God, I'm asking you to receive this nation as your own to honor you if you will receive us, that we will honor you all the days of our life. He wrote a covenant. And you know what? You know that God keeps his covenants? God keeps his covenants to men and women. Did you know that? To a thousand generations. He keeps the covenant to Abraham. He keeps his covenant to Moses. He keeps his covenant to David. He keeps his covenant to you and me. He's keeping his covenant to George Washington. And I'm telling you, it is a vile, sickening shame to see his monuments being torn down and set on fire in this nation. It's the mystery of lawlessness. Verse 30, they would have none of my counsel and despised my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. For the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? Here's my final charge to you. Write it down. God is calling me to come out from the world. Write it down. God is calling me to come out from the world. Now, this is Bible. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 6. The Apostle Paul writes, Therefore, come out from the world. Come out. And be separate from them, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean. Then I will receive you. And I will be a father to you. And you will be my sons and daughters. You know what would be the best Father's Day present? It if, is if we would come out from the world and stop touching what is unclean. The best Father's Day present you could give God in this hour is to come out from the filth. Come out from the filth. Come out from among them. Don't be joining that. Come out from among them. And don't touch what is evil. And then God says, I will receive you. And I will be a father to you. You will be my sons and my daughters. And then Paul goes on to write. There's a break. And then... Chapter 7 starts, but that's not how the Bible was written. Paul just wrote on. He says, therefore, beloved, having these precious promises, let us now cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. He said, I've given you a promise. Come out from the world. Come out from these spirits. Come out from the seduction of this world. It'll destroy you. You can't play around, folks. You got to come out from the world. Brian has to come out from the world, not touch unclean things. This is for all of us. No one's exempt in this room.
No one's exempt. I'm preaching boldly to you the word of life. I'm preaching to you boldly the gospel of glory that our generation desperately needs to hear and heed. time does the rally start tonight in Oklahoma? Somebody tell me. It started already. I, I knew that. Okay. Anybody getting any updates? Anybody looking? Okay, good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been reading it all along about an hour ago when you passed that one scripture. <laughs> you dirty dog. Just playing. Let's pray. Put your Bibles aside, please. I've done my very best to preach this message. <laughs> my son said, Josiah said, I, I sent him the title for the message. The war for America's soul. He's like, Dad, it's Father's Day weekend. I'm like, yeah, we're going to bless the dads, but we're going to go for it. He's like, yep, okay, here we go. <laughs> we got to recognize the hour we're in. Let's stand. Cody, I'd like you to come. In fact, I'd like the whole team to come because I know we, we weren't even done. We could worship another hour. I'm, I'm good with it. But I want to pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for keeping my voice intact tonight. My goodness. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Let's just let's put our hands out. Father, we thank you for your keeping power over our lives. We thank you that the Holy Spirit is not fragile. <laughs> that we can't bump into things and just lose the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you are building us to be immovable, unshakable, unquenchable, unstoppable, incorruptible. You are building us. Father, I thank you that you're filling us tonight with fresh oil to take us until the midnight hour. Jesus, we know you're coming. May there not be anything in our lives that would grieve you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, may there not be anything in our lives that would grieve you or offend you or bother you. Holy Spirit, speak to us, Lord. If there's those things, Lord, speak to us and give us the gift of repentance to renounce and, and repent. And, and Lord, that we would break every alliance with evil. Any alliance, any partnership of our lives, any level of our lives, God, that we would just repent of it. We would denounce it and let go, God. Come into the light fully. Thank you, God. God is a gracious God. If you're in here tonight... And you need to make Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior. 
you need to do it right now. I'm going to tell you how to do it. You simply call upon him. Are we good? You simply call upon him. You call upon him. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Be the Savior of my life. I turn my life over to you. I renounce my sin. I confess my sin. Be the Lord of my life. Take my sin and give me resurrection life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my King and my God. Simple faith. You will find He will transform your life. He'll transform your life. He is who he says he is. If you're in here tonight, you need to do that. Do it now. Just say, Jesus, I give my life to you. I give my life to you. Be my Lord. This is the time to do it. This is the time to do it. You've been sitting under the anointing. You've been sitting under a real word. Now is the time to respond to the Holy Spirit. Give your life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. I'd like everybody to just come forward tonight and fill, fill in the altars. If you feel comfortable doing it. If you don't, you can stay in your seat. Mark, can you just lift that up up here? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lord, strengthen Leah Ish tonight. Strengthen Leah Ish, a mighty warrior, a mighty woman of God a mighty transformer, an agent of change and transformation, God. God, thank you for powerful vessels of honor, vessels of honor, vessels of fire and glory in this house. Lord, look at these mighty women of God. Look at these mighty women of God. Look at these men, these men of God. Oh, God, how you treasure them. Oh, Father, thank you for their lives. Thank you, God. Thank you for these mighty ones. Lily, just put your hands out in front of you, sweetheart. Just put your hands out in front of you to receive. Lord, just encounter them tonight. Encounter them. Encounter the Clark family, God. Give their children mighty encounters.
I pray that you will use our family, Victory, a church of your presence, and our friends and partners around the country, light the fire. I pray that you use us, God, in this hour to shift our nation and bring us back to righteousness. I pray that you would use this family, the things that we decree, the things that we say, when we pray, when we access your throne, when we pray to the north, south, east, and the west. God, you commission angels. You lose the power of God. You lose the anointing. You lose the Holy Spirit. We are agents of change. We are your voice, God. You have made us your voice. You are making us your voice, God. Lord, strengthen us in this fierce battle. Strengthen your people in the day of battle, in the day of warfare. Strengthen and encourage your people right now. Holy Spirit, just deluge us. Just deluge us. And comfort us, Lord. Comfort those who are weary. Lord, remove confusion. Remove, remove doubt and confusion and delirious stuff, Lord. Just clean us tonight. Clean us tonight, Lord. Clean our spirits. Just take out every bit of delusion in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, God. You know, fire purifies. Say it, fire purifies. This is such a beautiful gift. When Diane Steele, who's part of our family here, Diane's here tonight, she painted this. It's just, I just feel compelled by the Holy Spirit to keep it in front of our family all the time. We had a leadership meeting last night. We had it in our leadership. I feel compelled to just keep it in front of us. You know why? Because this is us. This is us. Do you understand? This is us. This is our family. God, let your fire rest on us. Pray that tonight over your life. Father, let your fire rest on me. Let your fire rest on me. Pray that right now. Father, let your fire rest on me. Let your fire rest. Stay. A habitation. Let your fire rest on me. Those of you that are watching online, we still live? Pray it. Pray it. Father, let your fire rest on me. Let me be the resting place of your holy fire. Let me be the resting place of your holy fire. I remember when Steve Hill from the Brownsville Revival prayed this over me and my wife. He came up to us and prophesied over us over a sea of people. He walked up to us, and he looked at me and my wife, and he said, this is so strange. I, I, there's a banner over your head. There's this banner. It's just waved over you and your wife's head, and it says, victory. Lord, let your fire rest on them. That's what he prayed. We went back to the Brownsville Revival in Pensacola, Florida, five months later, and thousands of people, he found me and Bren, walked right up to us. He goes, this is so strange. I see this banner over, your, over the two of you, over your head, and it says, victory. Father, let your fire rest on them. 
<laughs> That's why we are called victory, a church of his presence. It's a prophetic word. It's a prophetic word. And we're walking in that prophetic word. Now lift your hands right now and say, God, pour your fire on victory. Pour your fire on Sarasota. Pour your fire on the city. God, pour out revival. Pour out revival. Pour out awakening. Awaken this people. Awaken this city. Oh, God of revival, pour it out. God of revival, pour it out. Give us an awakening. Give us an outpouring, oh God. Pour out your spirit, God, in Florida again. Pour out your spirit on the nation again. Pray it, pray it, pray it. Purify us, Lord, with your fire. Purify us, Lord, with your fire. Purify us, Lord, with your fire. Cleanse us, Lord, with your fire. Cleanse us and purify us with fire. With fire, Lord, like my job is done tonight I feel like I, I'm gonna step aside I'm gonna give it back to Cody and the team now I want to encourage you you can just linger tonight you can just linger tonight in worship you can just stay and linger if you've got to go you, you can go you're free to go but you're blessed to go don't feel like you're looked at like oh man no you're free to go if you have to go but if you want to linger and just stay and pray in the altars and worship Cody, I'm just going to give it back to you guys. We're going to worship. Listen, we love you. We bless you. We love you. We bless you. We love you. We love you. We bless you in Jesus' name. So glad you're here. So glad you're here. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com.